and welcome back to Street Smart Sports. You thought you got rid of us, but no, we are back. We are we, like that cockroach under <laughs> your sink. You can't kill us. No, you cannot, dadgummit. Um, we just been busy. That's the reality. Life is busy. Isn't Life it? is busy. Isn't and it? Adulthood is busy. Adulthood is busy. If we, we were in college, yeah, we'd I was going to say three yeah. podcasts a week. Mark my words, but. Adult life, good luck. Yeah. You think you have time to record a podcast in a week, but then work, and then your other life comes life. in, and you're like, hey, I don't have time for this anymore. Back off, life. But we're back. Yeah, back off. Back up off me. But here we are again. We're ready to dive into some new stuff, and uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Well, because we had the culmination of baseball and basketball and football all at once we had the sports eclipse it was there was a sports eclipse that's right one we had i don't know it was one of those days where we literally there was one game of every single sport on mm-hmm. i love it and it was great because basketball is so, it's not like well we'll get to this team in a second it's not like you have one team that you're just like well they're gonna win the whole thing you you've legit got a few different teams that you don't really know if they're going to be the the front runner front runner to win the title or not, and so it's it's tough to t- tough to tell. But it makes it that much more exciting. Um, and then the World Series with how in the world did the Washington Nationals even get to that Hello. spot? Let alone they Man. won the whole thing. And then you got football and college football is always good, and the NFL is similar to base basketball in the fact that you know. I personally thought that the Chiefs were going to be the front runner to win the whole thing, but it looks like the Pats are there again. Although I may, I don't think the Pats are as good as people think they are. Um, at least from an offensive standpoint, I think they're going to be able to. I think they're going to lose some games just because of that alone. But um, it's such a great time for for sports, and I just because I have bias towards this team, I want to talk about the Warriors and pose this question. Did the Warriors in one season, actually two seasons, one one year, did they go from being the best team? Because with healthy, they're the best team, right? I mean, that's undisputed. I would agree. Kevin Durant, oh, yeah. Steph Kevin, Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. Draymond Green, all on the same team. They're the best team in the league. Um, a, healthy, a healthy Warriors team is the best team in the league. And then now it appears they could be the worst team in the NBA. Has there ever been anything like it in sports? All I know is there's going to be a heck of a 30 for 30 one day. Oh, my gosh. Because I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Where you have a team that went from legitimately probably one of the best runs a team has ever had in the NBA. One of the greatest teams in NBA history. I mean, you look at the 73-9 and season. Um even though they didn't win the finals, it's still impressive. And then just all the championships, you go from that to being one in five and dead last <laughs> with the uh, Kings and the Pelicans in the Western Conference. And you lose Kevin Durant. You lose Clay Thompson to injury. You lose Boogie Cousins. You lose. Uh, well, now Steph, Steph Curry broken broke his hand. And now you lose Iggy. Draymond. Iggy's gone. You lost Iggy. Draymond's out now. Does Sean Livingston retire? Sean Livingston retired. Are we missing anybody? I don't That's think pretty so. much their entire team. Yeah. 
What is that 30 for 30 called? Like, is that just win and bust? Like, I, I don't even know. I don't know. How do you go from such a... God, Literally man. in the span of seven games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> I think that they should just tank the rest of the season. I mean, what's the point? What, At this point? What is the point? What I would do if I was them, I'm trading D'Angelo Russell to get picks. That's what I'm doing. That's really their move. I mean, that's really their only move. Russell, I mean, plays next to no defense. He's not even starting for them. No, no. That lineup, I mean, <laughs> I saw it was a tweet. I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or in, or ESPN that was like, a year ago, the Warriors had the best starting lineup in the league, and now they. The, the, who even knows any of those guys that are on the starting lineup? It's I mean, a bunch of scrubs. It was a bunch of scrubs, and then Draymond doesn't want to play anymore because Steph's hurt, and so he's got you know he's got his own issues, and you know it's like that one kid on the team where everyone starts to get hurt, and then all of a sudden we get these magical injuries, and kids don't want to play anymore. That's what Draymond's doing right now. He's saying, "Listen, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to be embarrassed." I don't want to lose by 30 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who, may I say, the Thunder are fun to watch. They are very fun. I I would argue, I would argue that the Thunder, even though they're not winning as many games this year, they just won't. They are more fun to watch this year than they were last year. I would agree with that. They compete. It's not hero ball. It's like the opposite effect on what people thought were gonna was gonna happen when you have Paul George and Russell leave because those are yes they're two superstars, but Oklahoma City's culture and the way that they view this basketball team is all about like the heart and the story. So yes. like you have this group of guys who are young. You got SGA and Steven Adams who anyone can get behind. And then Chris Paul, who is buying in. He seems to be buying into I, the program. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Chris Paul. I mean, yeah, I'm a fan of him. And then Darius Baisley can actually play, maybe, question mark. I don't know. Eh. He had a game last he night. Had a but game. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just it's just one of those teams that you – Oklahoma City fans are aware of where we are. I mean, we know what to expect, that this team isn't going to bring us deep into the playoffs, if even make the playoffs at all. But it is a fun team to watch just for the fact that they seem to be buying into what's going on here. And, um, I mean, we're going to cheer. We're going to have people there no matter what. That's just the, that's just the Oklahoma City. That's, we have nothing else here. No. I mean, so you could you could give us a Knicks roster and we would still show out. And, and I mean, sh- those tickets are cheap this year too, which is oh, nice. Oh, yeah. It is very nice. Better. Oh, yeah. Very, very nice. Um it appears that the 76ers might be legit. Um, yeah, the last undefe- they're the last undefeated. Yeah, they are. They are. And um, the Lakers are so dependent on LeBron and AD that if one of those guys gets hurt, especially AD, AD is going out there and putting up 40 and 20. Yeah. I mean, the dude is insane. LeBron, it's kind of like Brady that we're seeing, like – is LeBron dominant still? Yeah, but we're seeing his age actually affect him. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it's weird really weird to see that. He's not as quick. No. He lost it's not that as step. explosive. He's still dominant, but Oh, he's still dominant 100%. He's just not that like 
I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. In the same way that Brady can lead his team to a Super Bowl, LeBron is still that great. Yes. You're never – I think last year was the last time we're going to see LeBron with that much explosiveness, like game in and game out. I yep. mean, it's going to start taking a toll on him. But this NBA season is exciting. I'm ready for it. And we already have drama. We already have drama in Brooklyn. How did – listen, how did Brooklyn – why did you – why did you do this? Why did you go out and do – this is the – the third times – you think the third time's the charm? The man wants to get out of Cleveland, gets out of Cleveland. Then he can't even take that stacked Boston roster and be okay with it. And one of the better young coaches in the league, might I add, and be okay with it. And then he wants to leave. And go to your organization, and you don't think he's going to have a little bit of, you know... He's psycho. He's crazy. He's both We're not even psycho. ten games into this season. He's already having... He's disgruntled. I saw something Something was like, people were shocked at something he did, like, how, how he had, like, an emotional outburst, and people were like, oh my gosh. Kyrie? I didn't realize it was this bad. It's going to be that bad wherever he goes. He's that's just what you're getting when you that's get Kyrie. That's just what you're getting. And I guess they didn't understand that. Is it worth it? I mean for for them? I mean my take is that it's not. I I that's what I said about him in Boston. I was like, "Listen, I'm not losing any sleep if he leaves." No. I agree cuz you're He's just he just brings everybody down mm-hmm. around him. It will be interesting to see how he does with another superstar with him whenever KD comes back. Um, but he's not the guy on his own. He's just not. No, he's not. He's not the guy. He needs someone. He need. He needs someone that's at his talent level or better. Probably even better. He probably needs someone that is better than him to be on his team, just to keep him grounded. Yeah. Because if he's the best player on a team, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, you, you will not do well. No. Um, and it's kind of like this made me think of this. We're, we're talking about it. You know. You got Bryce Harper for the Nationals, who who was on that team, and then lose him, and they go and win the World Series. What does that say about what a guy? What does that say about, one, Bryce Harper, and two, about you going out and having to get a star and saying, yep, this is what we needed for a championship team. I mean, baseball is a different sport, yes, but I feel, I feel like the concept is the same. You need, you need elite players on your team, and that's what the Nationals had. They had elite players, but... If some guy's going to go out there and demand a 10-year contract, you know, no, no. That's what Kyrie is doing. He's saying, listen, I I need money, and I also need – I don't know what – I actually don't know what he needs. He, he's, he he's, needs therapy. He needs, <laughs> he needs therapy. That is very true. I, you know, I just don't think – him and Kevin Durant are two guys. They'll never be happy. No. They're just never going to be happy. Because they can have all the rings and everything else. They're just never going to be happy. No. No. Which is sad. I feel bad for those guys. But you know what? It is sad. It makes for a heck of an NBA season. (laughs) That it does. That it does. The talent is spaced out, and it'll be fun. a little bit more fun to watch this season. So, the Nationals. They brought a title back to D.C. Through the Houston Astros, who... I didn't think they were going to beat the Astros, and I definitely didn't think it was going to go to seven games. And I definitely didn't think that 
not one single home team was going to win a game. That's so weird. Every single game that was won was in a, was the road team. I don't... I don't, I don't think in any sport that's, I don't ever, think that's happened. ever happened. At least maybe it's been like a long time, like a long time ago. Like that's just really weird. That's really weird. It does I mean, you played baseball. Do, do you get a home field advantage? I mean, do you feel I, like you get a home field I think advantage? You do. Yeah. I feel like you would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You do because you have. So I mean, weird. Yeah. It, it is weird because baseball is just such a like habit sport. So whenever you're at your home field, you you're in a habit, like you have your habit throughout the day. Yeah. Like you're taking batting practices in the same place. You're taking grounders in the same place. Like it's just very, like routine and normal. Yeah. So I feel like you get a home field advantage, but man, I feel like the game changed when the Astros, instead of putting in their guy who the Nationals were pretty afraid of, it was a. Was it Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put him in. They go out there and they put Asuna in there. I think that was the turning point. <laughs> and the was... Nationals said, "Oh, you're gonna put Asuna yeah. out there? Okay." Yeah, that was stupid. I don't understand that one. Bit. From a strategy point, I don't understand. Are you Cause... anticipating that the Nationals are getting ready for Garrett Cole? No, because my thing is, is like Game Seven. You're not playing more games after that. No, like throw them out there. He's the most dominant pitcher in baseball. Like, throw him out there. But no. You, yeah. No. How do you not don't. have the wherewithal to just not – I mean, as a, as a manager, how do you not – I mean, what do you say Especially, at the end of the game? I didn't put my best guy out there and we lost. Yeah. That, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. That is on you. No, I think, yeah, that was, that was weird. Especially since he's definitely gone. Why Eric not? Cole? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's gone. Why not pitch him? Throw him out there one last game. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in a slew of just what looks like to be coaching coaching disasters, like in the NFL, and then you baseball. You don't have to make that many decisions. You just 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 draft the best guy out there in Game Seven. Game Seven is almost easier to manage than as any other game. Because you know for a fact you're going to be able to play every good guy that you have. Yeah. Like you're throwing your best line out up there. Yeah. Out there. And you're saying your guys are you're, – you're basically saying my guys are better than your guys. My best is better than your best. Yeah. And they decided, willingly, consciously decided to not put their best out there and say, okay, your best our, – our, our best of the rest guys are better than your best guys. And I understand that coming out of the bullpen is totally different than starting. And Garrett Cole's never had a relief appearance in his career – but, but so what? I would rather lose with him on the mound than have him in the bullpen and be like, well, exactly. what if? Exactly. That is, that is a very <sighs> good point. Congratulations to the Nationals. Though. I love seeing new teams win. Yeah. There, haven't been a, there has not been a repeat team, like a back-to-back. In baseball? In baseball in the 2010s. That's good, though. I that's feel insane. Like that's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, not the 2010s. It's been from like 14 on. Hmm. There's been a new champion every single year, but that makes it much, oh, much so more much fun. fun. You get different teams. It's so much fun that win. Unlike basketball, for this period of time. Well, now it's up for grabs because the Warriors are freaking dumpster fire. So, um, but in the, the, a, str- a very strange way, it might be the best thing to ever happen to them. Because think about it: you get Clay back. 
He's healthy. Yep. You get Steph back eventually. You get Draymond back eventually. And you get a tr- you get picks traded for D'Angelo Russell. I'm which, telling you, that's what they need to do. Which that's what they should do. And if they end the season poorly, they'll get a pretty good draft pick. Yep. So they may come out just as strong the next season. They just take a step you, back for this time. You take a step back and say, hey, you know, we won three titles in four years or whatever it was. Let's chill for one season. For one season. And honestly, I don't mind the Warriors now that Kevin Durant's gone. I don't mind them. I agree. I mean, I still hate Draymond, but everyone else is fine. Yeah. I love Clay. I love Steph. <laughs> I love Clay and Steph. I, I did love Iggy until he's gone, but I, I, I don't know how I feel about Steve Kerr. I haven't really paid much attention to him, but I – Talking about strategy and management decisions has just—I've been boiling this 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 upsetness has been boiling in me about the Browns and just about the Cowboys in general. I just I can't I can't handle it anymore. There was um, again we are seeing that the Browns are not gonna—they're two and five. I mean, golly, they're freaking horrible. They play the Broncos this evening and. God, they're going to lose to the Broncos, and you just, you just shake your head at the Browns. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Baker needs to shut up. He needs to shut up. I'm tired of seeing press conferences where he is acting like he's upset. He's obviously not he's that's not how he really feels. Obviously or things would be different. Yeah. He obviously says one thing and then goes out and practices and in games and does another thing. Yep. Because he's not holding guys accountable and he's saying he's acting like he is. He's not. Up on that stand he acts like he is and I guarantee you in practice he's not. Cuz if he was they wouldn't be 2 and 5. Is there a coach that and and to get away from Baker, is there a coach in the NFL that looks more lost than Freddy Soup Kitchens? No, Freddy Soup Kitchens. <laughs> I mean, he's... He looks like he should run... His level of strategy is a soup kitchen worthy level of strategy. If you need... If you're... If you're like... If you work in a soup kitchen and you're listening to this and you need a new manager, Freddy Kitchens is a great guy. To, He'll be available at the end of the season. It'd be a great training ground for him because obviously he, he needs some help. He... He will call plays. Russ, that play where they gave the ball, like they, they tossed, Baker tossed the ball in front of him. He looked like he was lost. Buddy, you called the you play. Called that play. You're the one that told him to throw it in front of two, off, two guys. What play, what even is that? It looked like a fake shuffle, like a fake like uh, a reverse shuffle pass. I don't even know. Like, it was just, that was bad. It was horrible. Baker has 12 interceptions. I mean, touchdowns. Double the t- he has six touchdowns. Double the touchdowns he has. And Even- I mean, I would say 80% of those interceptions are bad. Like, they were yes. bad. They were on him. Like, those are on him. It was his him. fault, yes. Oh, my Lord. I, I mean, Jarvis Landry doesn't have a touchdown. Hasn't hasn't gotten a receiving touchdown yet. You know who's on my bench in fantasy? OBJ. He should be. Because he doesn't do anything. He should be. He just complains. He's Goodness. another guy. Just complains. Yeah, literally. Well, and Freddie even talked about OBJ and about his targets and whatnot. 
I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure if you're not targeting OBJ. There are yes. I did them. I was doing homework earlier on this. There are like 50 other receivers being targeted more than OBJ. You can't tell me that there are five receivers that are better than OBJ. Yeah. Why on earth are is he not getting the targets? Why are we not designing plays for him to get the ball? I don't know. He's your best guy. Yeah. He's your best guy. And guess what? The Browns, you can't defend the quarterback. You you can't you can't protect him. Maybe you shouldn't have traded your left tackle. Maybe you shouldn't have traded your best offensive lineman yeah. to go get OBJ. Yeah. Really? That's just a cherry on top of the cake, you getting OBJ. You had Jarvis Landry and you have talent. You just went and traded a really useful guy for someone that's if I don't have someone to protect a quarterback, what am I? Gonna, how am I going to throw the ball? Yeah, uh, Baker. Poor guy's been getting hit like crazy this year. Mm-hmm. He's forced to make bad decisions. I mean, they are bad decisions, but he's being forced to make he's, the bad yeah. decisions, and the play calling is not going very well. Nick Chubb has as many rushing touchdowns as Baker has throwing touchdowns. He has six touchdowns. Man, and that game last week with Chubb fumbled on back-to-back possessions. Uh, Oof, horrible. <laughs> The Browns gonna brown, you know. The Browns are gonna brown. It'll they yeah, they'll have to make some adjustments and for the next season. Um, but on the other hand, I I have a couple theories about the best the two undefeated teams, or I have one theory I guess it applies to both of them. They're not as good as we think they are. I agree. They're not as good as we. And what will actually this is this is a really good. You know, reflection of both teams. I mean, you look at their schedule. We know that the Patriots don't play anyone. And we know that that's the reason for most of the time that they've got a, they've got a really high win percentage. But if you go and look at the 49ers schedule, they have not and frankly will not play anyone that is that we would consider a great team or, or, or a good team in this league. They beat the Cardinals by three. So the, this next part three. of their schedule, the last um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the last eight games are going to be telling. They are very they play much. the Seahawks twice. They play the Packers. They play the Saints. They play the Ravens and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Rams are eh, like they're they're good, yeah. but they're I mean they're yeah they already beat the Rams. Um. By like thirteen, was twenty to seven. Twenty to seven, but look, I mean they, <clears throat> excuse me, they played the Bucks, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, the Rams, the Redskins, and the Panthers, and the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got to take inventory of who they're playing against. And yes, before the season, did we think the Rams were going to be fantastic? Yeah, but in reality, they're not. The Steelers, we, no one predicted the Steelers were going to be this bad. And they were horrible. They're bad. And they only lost. They only beat the Steelers by four. Yep. Guess what? The Miami Dolphins almost beat the Steelers. Put that into perspective. Yeah. I mean, there's just there again. And yes, I think that they've got a fantastic defense. I think where they're really going to struggle is offensively. They're not going to be able to keep up with people. Yeah. And guess what? That's the same, same problem with, with the, Patriots. the Patriots. The Patriots are going to have a hard time scoring on defenses that can actually stop them. Um, and I'm against not, offenses that are actually competent. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's what I meant to say, yeah. Because, I mean, they've played, the Patriots have played the Steelers, horrible. The Dolphins, I don't even need to say anything. The Jets, again, don't need to say anything. The only good offense that they've played was a toss-up between the Bills and the Giants. Yeah. Those are the two best offenses, the offenses that they've played. And if you have to say the Bills have a good offense, like then that's, you haven't you're played in anybody. trouble. You haven't played anyone. And much like um, the 49ers, this second half of their schedule is not easy for them. I mean, they've got they've got some serious play. I mean, they've got some this string actually of one, two, three, four, five games. Yeah, their next five are tough. So we'll see. Hey. I could be wrong, and they could be fantastic teams and go out and beat them. But what I think is going to happen is out of those five games, the Patriots are going to lose two or three of those games, and I think the 49ers are going to lose three or four of those games. I think the Patriots are better than the 49ers. Yeah. Although they're both undefeated. we I think they're fooling us right now. They're fooling us because the schedule just the schedule gods just bless them this year. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, there are some good middle of the pack teams that kind of leave, you know, we'll see what happens on the top end of the I playoff think, spectrum, but I think there could be some upsets in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh this yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, the Texans look good. The Texans look good. And, um, man, if they can, if JJ Watt going out really hurts that them, hurt. yeah. especially cause they lost Clowney. Um, to the Seahawks, they don't have another pass rusher, but still their offense is kicking. Deshaun Watson is—he's good, is freaking good. He's really he good, freaking good. <laughs> I the Chiefs need Patrick Mahomes to come back, or else it's not going to be good. The Chiefs need a lot of people to come back. They're just yeah. Well, they're so they're, they're so they're injured. Hurt. They're hurt. It's bad. And I think the Colts are actually great. I think I think the Colts are really good this year. But the reason they're losing the Steelers right now and. I don't know if you've seen their injury list. Jacoby got hurt today. I mean, on top of all, pretty much their whole team is yeah. hurt. I mean, T.Y. T. Hilton's out. Yeah. Their best tight end is out. They have a few defensive linemen that are out. They have a couple offensive linemen that are out as well. They're freaking struggling. Yeah, Brissett got hurt today. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they are just riddled with injuries. So... Don't let that fool you if they end up losing this game to the Steelers because they're they've actually when they're healthy they got a really solid team. Yep. This Eagles and Bears fiasco. I mean, both teams are a freaking are a dumpster fire. I mean, Mitch Trubisky. Is there a worse pick in recent memory in the NFL draft than Mitch Trubisky? I mean, when you look at even. who they didn't pick yeah. over Mitch Trubisky, when you got Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in I that draft. Cannot believe it. <laughs> they take Trubisky with the second pick after trading up for him. <laughs> Is it that much to ask him to just, just make, make plays? Easy throws. Just make some throws, please. Oh, Matt Nagy's got to be got to be just destroying him. I mean, he's literally got to be losing sleep every single night. He's 10 21 for 125 up. yards. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. That's bad. And, the, I mean, people are going to be singing Kirk Cousins' praises because he's throwing against the what appears to be one of the worst defenses 
in the league in Kansas City. Yeah. He's throwing all over the place. Um, and Dalvin Cook is having his way as well. He's almost at 100 rushing yards. I mean, the Chiefs are just going to have to outscore people. That's that's literally where you're at right now. You didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, and you're that's what you deserve. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. You didn't do anything in your defensive you aspect. Got to you make moves. Got it. Especially when Jamal Adams is up for sale, you get a safety like that. I'm pissed at my Cowboys for not making a move. Oh yeah, we needed we needed Jamal Adams, and we have the we have people to to do that with. I don't. I don't know. Well, first we need to figure out who's going to be our head coach because obviously Jason Garrett's not going to lead us to the promised land by any means. Why um, is he still there? That's what I want I, to know. I, I I can't think about it too much, or else I will just get pissed off. I. <laughs> it must be that him and Jerry are tight. I mean, they gotta be. I don't. I I, I don't understand. I don't remember in recent memory of an organization sticking by a guy quite as mediocre as Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. He's mediocre. You're getting mediocrity. We chose Mitch Trubisky to be our head coach is what yeah. happened. That That is the equivalent of what's going on right now. Yeah. That, the only reason the Cowboys are good is because we have freaking – we have stud talent. We have stud talent, but they're being led by, by someone who's – Freaking the president of the school of the blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it appears sometimes. Whenever he, I, he just blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind because that division, they should just be running away with it. They really should. There's no excuse for them not to. But the NFC has a few teams in it as well. You got the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys are gonna. There's no way. I mean, the Saints are too good. The Packers are too good. Um, I'm not ready to say the Seahawks are good. They're six and two, but they haven't. I mean, they lost to the Browns. I mean, if you lose to the Browns, something's wrong with you. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with the rest of the and the 49ers. I mean, we're still yet to be determined. They're a good team, but we'll see. Um, a couple of teams that we we've, we've got a powerhouse going. We got we got last last college football weekend was not great. However. We have got a freaking one versus two brawl this Saturday in Tuscaloosa with Alabama and LSU. This is for the SEC West. It is. It is. It's almost unfair that all these teams are in the same conference because they all just play each other. Beat up on each other. But it it makes for good it makes for good college football weekend. You know um, who I think um OU fans will be rooting for LSU this week. Probably. Because if Bama loses to LSU, there's a very real chance that Bama could end up with two losses. Oh, yeah. Because they still play Auburn. They still play Auburn, and Auburn's a very good football team. And you never know what happens in that Iron Bowl game. No. So if I'm an OU fan, I'm rooting for LSU. I'm rooting hard for LSU this yeah. year, this week. I'm not over our loss against Kansas State. Because that's the only way you that's the only way OU's getting in is if Bama has two losses. Holy crap. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. I don't see if Bama wins, LSU's not losing another game this year. And they'll still get in. No, with their yeah. only loss being to Bama. Yeah. That's a very good point. Very good point. I was gonna go for LSU anyway. 
I agree. Bama has just been on the top for so long. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I agree. LSU needs to win this game if OU has going to even have a sliver of a chance to get back into the playoffs. I mean, what happened? When you lose what to Kansas State. What the heck happened on Saturday? I don't even think you deserve to be in. Kansas State. That's my thing. I don't even Decent think. football team should not have beaten OU. No. In no, no way possible. Kansas State came out with a brand new offense and basically said, we're going to run power and you're not going to be able to stop it. And that's exactly and that's what they exactly did. And that's exactly what happened. They put 48 points up on us. And, they, yeah, he, <laughs> we went and let them run 105 yards on us. I can't. I, I, can't, I don't understand. We just... As soon as it looked like our defense was going to be good this year, we, Classic we just collapse. We, we just cannot function. Kansas State ran this interest, really interesting play. They ran a fake power. And what, they, what, power, what power is is you, you pull a guard and you have him lead block for you on the other side. But if you don't know football, the linebackers – Typically read guards because then you can tell what side the ball is going to go on. If the guard pulls and goes, if you, if the left guard pulls to the right, that means the ball is going to go to the right. If a right guard pulls to the left, that means the ball is going to go to the left. What Kansas State did was they pulled a guard, but then in mid pull had him go back the way he came from. So it made the linebackers move right, but he really was going left. So he kind of the left guard. Backed up, pulled right, and got behind the center. And then once he saw the linebacker move, he went back left and cleared away for like a 70-yard touchdown. Jeez. It's really a brilliant play. That's genius. Because you know that the linebackers read through the guards. But, man, it just sucks that it was against OU and that we couldn't pick (laughs) up on it. (laughs) So if any of you out there are coaching football, we put this play in. We put well, I'm not kidding. We put it in on our own offense, this fake power That's play. Smart. And it worked. Yeah. It actually worked. Um, so there's a little tidbit for you if you don't know from the inside of a inside of an offensive mindset. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if we deserve to be in it. I don't even care. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, I think LSU beats Bama at home. Um I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a really, really good game. There's Iowa and Wisconsin. You get the battle up north. Um, both six and two. Wisconsin's fallen off the last two weeks. I was really high on Wisconsin, and then they kind of, kind of let they, me down. I'm not gonna lie. They lost to Illinois. I know. Ugh. <laughs> I can't say anything though. You know, Missouri. Oh, dude, I, I feel so bad. I'm, I'm over here wallowing in my loss, but good lord. We lost to Vanderbilt as a big <laughs> team, and then lost to Kentucky. Who's pulling a wide receiver quarterback? <laughs> There's not. And we're about to go get killed by Georgia this week. <laughs> Fresh off of a win against Florida. You know, maybe it'll be the wake-up call that you guys need, though. Is Baylor for real in the Big 12? They might be. It might be what we need. We need need another good team. I mean, they only beat West Virginia by a field goal, but still, I mean, they're they're undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're they're 12. I mean, they have a very – they might end up in the Big 12 title game. Yeah, it would be a nice change from – OU in Texas, 
Yeah, they really only have two tough games left. They, they play, play OU. They play OU in Texas. They beat everyone else. I mean, closely. I mean, let's. I mean, they almost beat lost Iowa to State. OK State. <laughs> yeah, but they almost lost to OK State, and they almost lost to Iowa State. It was a two-point game. OK State, though, I mean, they're just going to point points on the board. I mean, Chuba Hubbard is a he's man a among boys. Underrated, underrated Heisman candidate, he right really there. He really is. He can freaking run. That guy. OSU just tends to pump out running backs. Like, you got Barry Sanders and this guy, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. is pretty freaking good. He's real good. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm excited to see what the rest of the Big 12 can do. We're, we're towards the end, but, good Lord, I need someone to step up. Was it last year that Iowa State went in Norman and beat OU? Um, no, that was, that was two, two years, years ago. ago. Iowa State is always that team that comes in and ruins everything. <laughs> they did that to OSU when OSU was pretty good back in the day, and I almost freaking I almost had an aneurysm <laughs> when that happened. Shoot, um, we have Josh Gordon got picked up by the Seahawks. I was really hoping he'd fall to the Chiefs, but there was no way that he was going to last that long on the waiver. Here's water. the thing, and this is just my opinion. But there was talk of the Chiefs trying to go after Le'Veon Bell as well. So they're just trying to load up on offensive talent pretty much. But if I were the Chiefs, I would be loading up on my defense. I would be trying to get defensive Thank players you. instead of offensive players. I mean, you're all, you already have more than you need. You got Kelsey Hill, Sammy, and Patrick and this running back. I don't understand why we why can't seem to more? figure out that our defense is – Literal garbage. Like it our, is so bad. Our linebackers couldn't stop a pee wee football team. That that's how bad it actually is. But yet here we are, not doing anything at the trade deadline. But it's fine. The Seahawks pretty good pickup with Josh Gordon. Yeah, good pickup. They needed it. They needed a receiver. Yep. Um. AB is still at. Well, didn't they want it? Did you say they wanted they AB? Wanted, Russell Wilson wanted AB. Oh, listen. If if Belichick and Tom Brady can't deal with AB, you you definitely can. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are not dealing with AB. <laughs> that is not the solution to the problem, <laughs> by any means. Um, man, who do you pick up? I mean, who gets picked up first, Kaepernick or AB? For different reasons. Kaepernick's not a freaking kleptomaniac. (laughs) (laughs) He just stands for, he just has an opinion. He just has an opinion. That no one else really wants to deal with. (laughs) The old white owners of the NFL don't want to deal with. (laughs) I would, listen, these guys have quarterback problems. I, listen, I'm over it, guys. I'm over it. It's a freaking, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's a thing. It has nothing to do with football. I mean, nothing to do with football. Just go if you want. If you want a guy that can actually play, go freaking go pick him up. The Bears go find Kaepernick and say, "Listen, I I need you to play." I'm, I'm with you on this one. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I mean, I, I <laughs> he hasn't played football in like two years. Okay, pick him up. Give him some practice reps. Yes. Let him get up to speed. Let him take some take some throws with the first team. 
Maybe not play him as soon as you pick him up. No, you wouldn't. But you definitely not play him. Good as soon as you night. Pick him up. Like, are we are we forgetting How does that, that not make sense? He led the 49ers he to was the in Super, a Bowl? Super Bowl. Oh. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. He's a dual threat quarterback. He takes a That's like now he can't play in the NFL ever again. You see what Kyler Murray, a rookie quarterback who's less than six feet tall, can do in the NFL. Kyler is going to be way better than Baker. You know who? That's a really good comparison. Kaepernick was a taller Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. He can actually see over the line. Yeah, he can actually see over the line. Kyler can't, but still, he's he's still that offense is still pumping through him. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't don't understand. understand. I'm at first I was like, well, I mean, you can find other quarterbacks. No, obviously you can't. Obviously you can't. Mitch Trubisky. Who would you rather take right now? A, a clueless airhead in Mitch Trubisky or someone who has a proven track record of winning in Colin Kaepernick who, yeah, might get you some controversy, but if he plays well... At least he's winning. He's winning. Give the guy a freaking chance. I mean, and that, that goes for anyone, not just the Bears. Mostly the Bears. It's a sin that they're not going to get him because they're saying, look... Our defense is freaking st- is tough, and we have offensive guys that can play. They have a receiving core that oh, they can play, do. and they, they have, have good running backs. backs. They have a running back. That they can have a play. good line. Yes, you're basically. It is. I mean, it's a. It's a crime, really. It's a crime. You're 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 telling your players we don't care enough about us winning to go out and get a quarterback that can get, that can lead us. Other than Mitch isn't going to get the job done, and we're just going to say, hey, we're going to ride with them, and I mean. I, for the life of me, I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to me at all. But um, that's my that's that's my prediction for. Um, well, back I mean back then, earlier in the pod, I was talking about the 49ers and the Patriots. My prediction is they're not as good as I as we think they are. I think the Patriots will still come out number one, and the AFC just because. Their schedule just just gives them so many wins. It's just they only play five tough te- five tough teams. I mean, when you end the season, Bills and Dolphins, like, are we serious? Yeah, it's not fair. And then the Forty ers they might not. They, they probably won't come out of number number one out of the out of the NFC. I don't think they will. I think that actually, I really actually think the Saints will come out number one in the Saints in the are- NFC. They're freaking good. They're good. This is the year. I cannot believe that. I thought whenever Breeze went down that they were going to suck. Because Teddy Bridgewater led that team. He led that team. Yeah, he really st- – he, he stood in the hole and, and, and came back and – Like, if I'm a Saints well. fan, I'm feeling pretty confident about my quarterback after Breeze retires in the next two years. If you're a Saints fan, you're thinking, for the love of God, just please don't give us the referees that we've had the last two years. Yeah. Because you know, uh, if you try to challenge a pass interference call, it's not going to get overturned because that's the <laughs> worthless rule. Why is that a why is that a thing? I don't know. Why is that? A, I mean, I don't even understand. And what is with the officiating being the worst I've ever seen? In every sport. In every sport, it's been horrible. It, I don't. What was that call in the World Series that people were losing their minds about? Oh, the the Trey Turner call. Whenever he got called for interference, and he was literally running a straight line. Hmm. He was yeah. in the base path. Yeah, a couple of the coaches that are I coach with are baseball, are baseball coaches as well, and they were they were distraught 
and wondering uh, why that was why that call was made. The Umps are really lucky that that had no effect on the series. Yeah, because that could have really. That's big. That was big. Yeah, they're lucky that Rendon came up and hit a home run that next at bat. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you have the NFL, which refs just seem to not know the game. I mean, I don't understand. I I don't I don't understand what's going on. I saw just now Jaguars versus Texans. Kalias Campbell went after Deshaun. But hit him with his for hit Deshaun in the head with his forearm as Deshaun was going down and he was going down. Kalias led with his head, but never hit Deshaun with his head, and he was called for a flag for illegal contact from his head. He led with his head, and that was a penalty. So he didn't even hit him. Uh, and then that hands to the face it was a few weeks ago, but that hands to the face that caught the that cost the Lions that game. Are we hitting the point where the games are moving too quick for human referees? That might be the case. I mean, these these athletes are so freaking good. They're I mean, so fast. It's impossible to I tell I wonder sometimes. if that's happening. Yeah. That's a really good point, actually, because, I mean, you have to process so yeah. fast those things, and it's a split second. Um, I mean, it's easy to nitpick with a camera, like, going slow-mo. Yeah. But still, there are some calls where you're just like, that, that was blatantly bad. <laughs> Any rationally thinking human being would not have, would not have made that call. Um, or any rational human being would have made that call. Or would have. Yeah, vice versa. Vice versa. You can do it either way. I don't know. I think we'll see more. I think the game will slow down as a result of terrible calls because they'll have to go back and look and more closely about. I think there might be. We might. We might move to penalties that have. You have to wait a few minutes or a few seconds after the game or after the play to make sure there was no penalties. Yeah. I mean that's kind of where we're getting right now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I hope that doesn't happen. But I mean, some of them are just egregious and might, might get us to that point. All right, we're gonna shift to um, some e-gaming because there's really nothing else. We pretty much hit every 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 sport. Every sport. Um, Let's talk about Call of Duty. Let's talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, as you know on this pod, we are not afraid to do things outside sports. And, and we're not afraid to dive into other boxes. We're, we are we a, are cultured. We are a open box relationship pod. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, this, this Call of Duty, I, I think, is very good. It's a very good game. I think it's a very good game. It's a very good game. It, unlike the last Call of Duty, actually has a campaign. Thank God. And I don't know, I don't know why Call of Duty decided to not do a campaign, but nevertheless, it's back, and it is very, it, it's one better of the best parts ever. of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, better than ever. It is one of the best parts of the game, hands down. I mean, the, it is very short, which is its one knock. It's about six hour, six hour campaign. I beat it in a day and a half. Yep. Same here. But it is, I mean, the mission design is great. I it was mean, fun. some of the there were some night vision missions Ugh. where you were clean house. Clean house is my favorite <laughs> mission. I played. I probably went back and played that mission like two or three times. Yeah, same. And each time I try <laughs> to like get it to where I don't get shot, and it's just like exactly, one tap. exactly. It's Real just life. it's fantastic. I love some of the new mechanics they did with the with the gun, the gameplay, the running. The gunplay feels really good. It's the best gunplay it's ever been. One hundred percent. 
the sound the gun makes when you're indoors, it changes. From, it does. It sounds more, um, there's echoes when you're inside a building and you yep. shoot and versus when you're outside. And you can lean and peek over walls and things. The time to kill is a little short. bit too short yep. for my liking. It, it hampers my ability to run around the map. Yep. And the map design is so open to where... This this is where we're diving into the negatives of the game. I don't know who created these maps, but they were idiots. These are the worst maps I've ever played in any Call of Duty multiplayer. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's bad. There are parts of the map that I'm just like, does this even exist? Because it's not being used. Yeah, people don't just go dead space. certain places. Yeah. And then there's other part of the maps. I'm getting killed from <laughs> every which direction. Up, down, sideways, back and forth, and <laughs> catty corner to, to the left. It's just bad. You really have to be careful crossing any street. Anywhere any that street. there are multiple lines of sight. I mean, because people will camp. People can and will camp. It's like real life. Like, people are treating yeah. it like they're in war. Yeah. And you have areas i was watching tim the tap man you have areas where you could walk in a door and there's not just one way to go and you can't see i mean there's no way for you to tell there could be you could walk in a door and it'd be like a long hallway and you have to choose i mean you have to yeah, choose you have which to choose. way you're gonna look if you look the wrong way you're getting killed yeah because one guy could be to your right and if i choose to peek and look to my left that guy could be in the corner over there and just shoot me. And there's no way for me to tell. Nope. You just got to choose. You got to choose. And it's horrible. I just, the, the footsteps kill me. <laughs> the Every footsteps. time. The footsteps are so, <laughs> the other people, so loud. they know my soldier. They know his thunderous footsteps. <laughs> he's got lead foot. They know what size shoe he's wearing based on the sound of my boots. They know the make and the model of the boots. You just go stomping down the hallway. I'm like, if this is really your life, like I'm not moving this heavily. <laughs> Be lighter on my, your feet, dude. My life is on the line. I'm not freaking dragging dun, my dun, feet dun, down dun, the hallways. <laughs> stomping his feet. Like, can you shuffle your feet, maybe? Uh, there are some bugs. And what is with the shotgun? Someone, someone needs to fix the shotgun. I. Some someone made it to where you can do like was it long shot or slug rounds? Yeah, the, where you the can, stopping rounds. The stopping rounds. You can shoot across the map. You can basically snipe. And kill someone one shot. Yeah, it's like back to Fortnite. When do you remember? Like in Fortnite, there was a shotgun that could shoot long range. Oh, that's right. That's literally <laughs> what's happening in Call of Duty. That's right. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I haven't touched Fortnite in in a minute. I haven't touched it since season two came out. <laughs> I played like two days. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's it for me. And for me, it's not even that I don't enjoy the game. It's it's that the skill level is so high now. And my skill level is so and it is low. It's <laughs> so low. Building wise and just being aware of the game that I, I can't play it and not have a horrible time. I mean, I, I genuinely have a terrible time because anytime I interact with someone, they're building all over me. They've found different ways to. I can't, I can't play the game. It plays, yeah, I know. I personally enjoy first-person shooter games anyway more than yeah, third-person shooting games. But and then the Spec Ops. I don't know if you've played Spec Ops yet. I tried one, one, uh, 
one round of spec ops. It's not and bad. It's just so hard. It, was, it is so hard. I made it one round. Everyone has to be on the same page yes. if you're going to play it. And you have to have like very specific jobs. I tried to play it by myself. Oh, did you? It oh, I like, lost. Oh well, gosh. if it's the mission you're talking about, I fell out of a helicopter and they're coming at me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even survive. Same. I had a pistol with five same. guys. <laughs> So I don't know what you they're going to do with, with I don't know what they're going to do with Spec Ops. Squad. I thought it was going to be more like you remember in Modern Warfare Two that Spec Ops where it's like yeah, actual it's like, like story missions. Yeah, I thought that's what it was going to be. That's not like also what I thought it was going to be survival. Like. I don't uh, like survival. No, I don't. Like, like if survival I'm going to play survival, either. I'm going to play zombies. Yeah, I'll go back and play like Black Ops zombies. I wish exact if you took the level design in the campaign and made it co-op. That's what I want. That's exactly. That's what I want. I agree. That would be great. That'd be fantastic. You can put, I honestly wish they put more effort into that. Um, I was telling Ross though, I mean, I'm, I'm personally enjoying multiplayer. Um, I'm finding out like how to play. I have to, I have to chill my gameplay style. Yes. But I'm learning that he's played the game a little bit longer than me and probably better than me, but the skill level, he's, he's playing players that have know what the meta is and like know I'm, how to play i'm playing like level 150s yeah i'm not i'm just like near that excuse me yeah because i'm finally i've hit that i hit that point a couple of days ago where i was like okay i'm starting to figure this game out because like before i was doing like four and 12 like some five and yeah. 13 games and now i'm starting to hit more high score games yeah but. i feel like i'm about to hit that point where players are about to start hitting me in the mouth and say you are actually not that good you the are meta's a casual the M, player the n4 well and do you have that good, well i'm not pre-ordered is yes that you got blueprint it. yeah m4 is nice i wreck with that gun and i was i honestly didn't know i got it because of the pre-order i yes. thought that that was the first gun you got and i was like well i might just stick with this gun like yes. I, <laughs> I might not have to switch i didn't realize it's the best gun in the game but i mean i'll try other guns out honestly I love the armory system. I oh love the attachment system. They did such a great job on it. The that. customization of the guns is the best part of the game. You, best part you, of multiplayer. I mean, there is, you can level the gun up so high. Oh, it's so nice. And it's cool. Yeah. They're not doing prestige this year. Oh, so, so you just, just like, continue you continually rank. rank. Oh, so I didn't know that. Which I love. I do, I do like that. I am here for that. Because I don't know. I'm pretty sure you just keep your guns. Well, it must just, be. It must just, be because you can level up your gun to almost a hundred or yeah, something like that. You just keep just ranking. So many attachments you can do, um, which is great. That'll be really I love fun. It. I love it. I think I they should to... keep doing that for yeah. their their continued games. They definitely should do that. Yeah, I love that armory system. Um, but yeah, no, I and I like they really did a, a lot of great things. There's no microtransactions. There's cross play. Um, there's no season pass. Is there this, a, there's, there's, there's no season, no, pass. No season there? pass? DLC's all free. DLC's free. They did things well. This is this Call of Duty is one or two patches away from being one of the best because it's they such a fun game. It brings me back to Modern Warfare Two. It does because it's it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating at times, but it's really fun. And, like, I keep coming back to it. I'm addicted. I find it, I mean, this is a horrible thing to say. I mean, it's a game. But when I am playing well, or not when I'm playing well, I mean, I could be sucking and I enjoy the game. Yeah. Just because I like the way it functions and I like the fluidity of it. 
And honestly, it's so much fun when you play well because the guns feel so good. The, feel so the hit markers. When you are tagging someone from a from like either close range or my it feel I mean, they made it, it to good. where it feels good. I mean, you're like, okay, this is fun. Yeah. Like, this is a lot of fun. The mini map is di- I had to get used to the mini map. And the compass Maybe it's just me, but does sometimes the compass. the compass, does it alert you where the enemies are? Is that your yeah, personal radar? Like it, is that what that means? It, I don't know what the personal... There's a personal, personal radar, radar is useless. It is completely I don't know useless. what the heck that even I need to does. Take it, I need to take that kill streak off and put it on something else. It's basically your own your own UAV, except... It doesn't even... It's But it's not a UAV. It doesn't show up. No, it's, it doesn't show up weird. on the mini-map. I need to take it off. I've been using it just so I could actually get a kill streak, and so... Apparently, they're... There's going to be a patch at the end of November where they put back the original mini-map. Yes, thank God. And they're putting in some of the DLCs that got leaked, like Terminal, like a lot of the old Modern Warfare 2 maps. That's what I need. Are coming that is, in. That is the one negative. Is I, and I don't know about you, but I feel like I play the same maps over I and over and over maps, again. And they're not good. Like, I... I honestly... I haven't seen all the maps in the game because I don't get to play them. And it's weird because, like... There's different maps for each game mode. Yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. Because, like, the only... Uh, yeah. Like, on Team Deathmatch 20, man, there's, like, a Euphrates Bridge. Mm. I hate that map. Gosh, I haven't played that map yet. So, if you map. if you ever play that map, snipe. Because everybody snipes. Cause it's I think such I a, watched Tim play it's that It's such map. a long-range map. And if you get... If you're the team that gets the bridge, I... I had a 30-kill game yesterday because I was literally just camped out on the bridge. guy behind me put in a munitions box, mm-hmm. so I just kept refilling, and I was just picking them off as because I found their spawn. Mm. I was just picking them off. It's like D-Day. Like D-Day. Literally, <laughs> yeah. like getting out of those boats, you know? <laughs> no cover. No cover. Um, yeah. Ross and I, we didn't do a movie review, but we went and actually saw the same movie. We didn't even know it. We didn't we know it. We saw Lighthouse. Um, I'm just going to put it all into this pod. I'm not making a separate pod. I mean, so you guys have to deal just with it. listen to it. I'll put it in the title so that way like, you can just skip or something to this part if that's all you care about is our movie reviews, which I don't know. I don't know. Street Smart Sports. I mean, I would hope that you listen to our sports first, but this, this could be one of the best movies of the year. I agree. I mean, we don't, we're not going to go into a ton of detail. We're just probably it's just like a topic, just a quick topic. But I I love this movie. If you love like good psychological suspenseful thrillers, go see this movie mm-hmm. before it leaves theaters. You really should. I mean, it is so unlike any other movie that's out right now. Yes, I mean, it's black and white. It is done with um, not a high definition camera, which is okay. It's, it's just perfect. part of the movie. It's just part of it and you gotta if you love movies that's why i, I loved it i love oh, that it was so it. good it's beautiful it, it does a masterful job of displaying you know ins- pretty much insanity like someone losing like, their absolute mind whenever you're isolated with one other person yep like that's what happened uh-huh he just lost his mind full of hallucinations or maybe not hallucinations i mean it just keeps you on your toes the whole time and um, really makes you wonder what's real, what's, what's fake. Not, yeah. yeah. And oh my gosh, Willem Dafoe does a masterful job. Somebody better be better get some Oscar recognition. 
William Defoe better one get them, some. One of them or both of them. Robert should. Pattinson should get some. William Defoe is one of the most under it to me is one of the most underrated actors we've got. I love everything he's in, really. I, yes. I mean, I think he does a great job. Robert Pattinson, this might be his best movie. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I really was impressed. He was really good. This is not Twilight, Robert. I mean, we are seeing the guy. He who was is, an actor. This is. I mean. This guy's got a lot of. He's got a bright future. He's not even that old, man. The man is is young. He's young. He's yeah. young. He's got a lot of more good movies in him. So, and it's literally just them two. It's There's just no them one else. Two. There's no one else, and they hold up the movie perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh, it is a fantastic movie. Cinematography's great. The sound in it's great. Oh yeah. It, it is. If you like movies, if you appreciate movies, go see it. Yeah, it is. It is freaking good. Yeah, I would have never heard of it. I I watched Angry, Angry Joe's reviews, and he does movie reviews sometimes. And he talked about it. He loved it, and I was like, "Well, this guy loves the movie. I'm gonna go see it." Yeah. Um, next one we need to go see is Terminator. Uh, yeah, we might have a movie review this week. Yeah, we we need to go see Terminator. Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought about this topic halfway through the pod. Because it's something that Bill Simmons does, and um, he talks about they do a parent corner. They talk about what it's like to be a parent to their kids. I thought we could do a. Uh, we, but Ross and I both work for a church. We could do a pastor's corner. Pastor's corner. <laughs> <laughs> it might be its own pod. I don't know. I like that. Um, just one, one or two stories <laughs> that happened. Obviously, like. We can't reveal n- names. Like, we work with kids. We're not going to reveal names. We're reveal names. But we can talk about some things that happened. Or maybe even the coaching. I coach on the side. And so, um, I'll start. Ross hasn't had time to prepare for it. So, he can think about a story. Think about and I'll, it. I'll start it off since I kind of just ran this on him spur of the moment. Um, in ministry, you know... It's hard. Gosh, I don't know if it's hit you yet, but I'll just, this is unrelated to my story, but just to get you into our mindset, it's hard to, um, it's hard to have quiet time when you're surrounded with it. Like you're surrounded with church and like what you think about in quiet time Mm -hmm. and you are just, you kind of just are like, well, I'm, I'm around it all day. So it's hard for me to find time. That's where I've been recently is I just, I, I, I script and teach so much and I study for my teaching and curriculum and stuff like that, that it's hard for me to turn that You're off. You're even in like master's work. Well, I'm doing master's work too. And so I'm, I'm like thinking that's on, on that level as level well. Too. I'm I'm thinking on the level of my students, and I'm also I'm also thinking academically about it. It's hard to personally, it's hard to turn that switch off. Um, but um, just so you know, pastors have to have quiet time too. We don't we're surrounded them all the way. Um, but anyway, my story, I rambled. I don't even know where that came from. To be honest with you, um, I guess my wife and I were talking about it. I guess today at lunch. Um, but my story, um, last Sunday, we did this thing called the Wheel of Misfortune. And, you know, 
you do things in ministry for the kids and you, you that's just what you do you know for the kids i mean some people say yolo we say for the kids, for the kids. um and it's pretty much this wheel of punishment that you know you you do at the expense of their laughter and yeah. <laughs> so i got i had to do pie in the face but it was not we didn't have shaving we didn't have um whipped cream like we didn't have a pie we didn't have whipped cream we did have shaving cream though and man i got a face full of and you know when the kid the kids don't understand how hard you're supposed to hit someone for a pie they just in go the face for it. They don't feel pain. I mean, they they think you don't feel pain. He, I got this kid up here to shove a pie in my a pie full of shaving cream in my face, and he freaking if if there were no plate and shaving cream, he would have just you would have thought he hauled off and slapped me in the face. <laughs> I mean, he freaking punched me right in the nose and with and shoved that plate in my nose, and so I. Shaving cream is not as easy to get off as whipped cream is. And so I'm I'm trying to get it out. It's all in my eyes and my nose. And I clo- thank God to close my eyes. But yeah, that would have burned. It's shaving cream and it's sticky on my face for the rest of the day. And the kid comes back today. I saw him today and he was like, you know what? I had a fantastic time last week. And I was like, well, that's, all, that's always what you want to hear. But what he said next was not why I wanted him to have a good time. He was like, I was like, well, really? What'd you like about it? He's like, well... I really only liked shoving the, the pie in your face. And I was like, well, thanks. Thanks for making me relive I'm glad that memory. My pain and... brings you joy. Yeah. <laughs> my pain brings you joy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. That's my story. You get stuff like that. You get, I had a kid one time that came up to me at the end of service and he goes, well, I got a girlfriend, so that's pretty cool. I had a pretty good night. It's like, well, good for you, okay. sir. Congrats. Congratulations. What did you learn about in small group? Yeah. <laughs> what does this teach you about God? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I got. That's, yeah. My story also involves shading cream. Does it? You know, whenever Weird. You, you try to plan something fun for the kids, <laughs> and you think, oh, well, we didn't learn anything on Sunday because we did a Halloween special. So we're going to do another Halloween special for Wednesday. We did, yeah. And whenever you try to plan something for the kids to take home, you always have this wonder and thought, is this actually going to go well? Are people (laughs) actually going to enjoy this? That literally is the struggle of ministry. So I was like, you know what? You know what I loved doing as a kid? One of my funnest memories as a kid was learning how to make slime. I love slime as a kid. That's so good. It's so fun. You love the feel of it. It just, it looks cool. You can always be like, hey, mom, look at this booger. And you like pull off a piece of slime. <laughs> Nasty things like that. So I made slime for the kids. I spent two and a half hours putting slime into a bucket. My hands were disgust. I looked like I had an infectious disease. Like my hands looked like I had died and they had dug me up. They were black yeah. and, like, kind of grayish, disgusting. I give the kids two rules <laughs> when giving them their slime. Number one, <laughs> do not eat the slime. Oh, there is glue. There is shaving cream. There is contact solution. Hazardous Food things. coloring in this slime. Please <laughs> do not eat this slime. It will not – you will not do well if you eat the slime. Number two is that there is glue – 
inside of this slime. Please do not get it on anything. Don't get it on your clothes. Don't get it on the walls. Don't get it on the carpet. Pretty, pretty, I mean. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Play with it. Take it out of the bag. Play with it in your hands. I don't know. Play it on the table. Good, I don't really good care. Rule, really good rules. It's I mean, just the easy rule rules thumb. to follow. Yeah, yeah. I had a kid try to eat the slime. <laughs> I said, "You get that out of your mouth right <laughs> get now." That out. And then I had a kid who popped his bag, and he goes, he comes <laughs> over to me, he's like, uh, "Mr. Ross, I popped my bag." I said, "Well, I don't have any more sandwich bags for you. So you just have to make do." I come in the next day, and there's slime on the floor. It has, he just decided to throw it down has, the slime. It has dried on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, great. Like, I try to do something fun for the kids and they make a mess of it. It's on the walls. I'm like, did you throw it on the walls? <laughs> I forgot, Ross, I have another story of shaving cream. Um, we had an event on Wednesday. Why did I think of this? I'm just so out of it. Man, this week has just taken it out of me. It's been I'm not long. It's been a long week. We did this event, and it's like they do challenges, and um, one of the challenges was, and here's the thing, my strong suit, I've learned this recently, my strong suit is that I think creatively, I, I, I'm able to teach very well, I can, I can teach well, I can come up with creative ways and events, following through and thinking through every single detail on those things is not my strong suit. I need someone there to help me and say, okay, Zach, that's a great idea, but how are we gonna do this? One of the challenges, one of the bright ideas I came up with was to make the small group teams uh, have, so the challenge was have the highest pile of shaving cream on one hand, okay? (laughs) I didn't think about how much shaving cream would be left over and what would they do after it would be in their hands? I gave them no direction as to what they should do after they got the shaving cream in their hands. So I go in the room and several kids have either decided to throw it on the floor, which we had a tarp, but still, I wish they would have thrown it in the trash. Then, of course, the boys, the boys are going to be boys, Stupid. Pro- proceed to just lather it all over themselves and all over their arms and their face and want to look like Santa Claus and put the thing on their face. (laughs) And so I'm just, I'm like, what? I mean, what are you going to do? And some kid put it on his shirt and his shorts. Uh. Things they don't think about. They probably ruined their shirt and shorts. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have a pretty, a mom that comes in and says, how the heck did my kid get shaving cream all over himself? That happened to me. The kid with a bag that popped came in and said, is this what you do to the parents? And I said, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. I give them slime and then let them go, yep. go home to you. This is what. This Why is, is it always the boys? The boys I don't have so stupid. I don't have problems with the girls. The girls. You don't have problems with the girls? They talk. Do. They talk during lessons. That's easy to fix. The They're boys not. are BSC. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. are they are they are legitimately crazy. Yeah. And like I turn my back for 2 seconds <laughs> and I got boys beating each other up with bean bags. It's like put the bean bag down. Don't hit your kid. Don't, don't hit Johnny with don't, that. Don't hit your friend with the bean bag. <laughs> Things. I mean it's just god. 
they're running on furniture. They're running on furniture. With shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, is this the way you act at home? Do you run on furniture with shoes on at your house? I guarantee you, you probably don't. And if you do, I hope your parents are slapping the crap out of you. <laughs> like, something, please. I mean, we have equipment and stuff in there for them to play on that they just treat like crap. They do. We have a gaga ball pit. It's an inflatable pit that obviously like will take damage if you walk on it or or jump That's on what it. What kills me is I had a kid. We have a gaga pit too. It's do also you? inflatable. I didn't know you had a gaga. We pit. do have a gaga pit. We have. It's like the old one. Oh, I hate that thing. Well, first of all, if, I hate if it. If you ever want to get a new one, we tried to. They don't actually make them anymore. Oh gosh. Fun, fun air. Yeah, they yeah. they don't sell gaga pits well, anymore. They probably got smart because. <laughs> We had a kid who thought it would be funny to run and jump on the Gaga pit. Ended up falling on his neck. I was like, good God. Like, I'm going to have a kid break his neck. And kids like to run up on it and, like, jump. Like, jump like this. <laughs> yeah. Stomach no, yeah. first. They and then fly that, back. Yes. And I'm like, you're going to get hurt. They, they're laughing. I'm just like, what are you doing? <coughs> and you know who it always is? The boys. The boys. Yeah. I was talking to a volunteer about this, and she was like, it's like they can't resist. They can't resist. (laughs) Physically cannot resist. No matter how many times you tell them, hey, Johnny, you probably shouldn't stand on top of the Gaga pit because, A, it might pop. B, it's not stable. If it moved, his feet are going out from underneath him. Your feet are going this way. Your head's going the other way. It, they like they don't understand it's like they want it to ha- they want that to happen because <laughs> the they want to mind, see what yes. it feels like <laughs> that's so true in the back of their minds they're probably thinking i God, really, I really I hope, hope that happens i hope i get knocked out from under my feet and <sighs> i hit my head on the floor that's probably you're right you probably hit on something good there and a, a kid did the, did the thing, fell backwards into the tech booth, smacked his head. Pretty sure he had a concussion. He looked a little woozy the rest of the night. I'm just like, that's what you get. The the best thing is those those boys, those fifth and sixth graders, they don't cry. No. They get hurt tough. and they just two seconds later they pop right back up. Yeah. And they're like, you literally just almost killed yourself. <laughs> they are pretty tough. Actually, your Edmund boys might be more tough than the OKC. Sometimes we have some whiners that go in there. We have they... some whiners. <laughs> we played a game with pool noodles today, and I saw some kids get hit, and they started crying. I'm like, you literally, you just got <laughs> it hit. It is me. a foam. You noodle. got hit in the arm with a foam noodle. Like I promise you, will be. You're not even gonna have a red mark from it. Did you play that game where you have to hold out yeah, the, the puck? Yeah. yeah, the puck oh, of destiny. Puck of destiny. <laughs> the old puck of destiny game. I had this one boy who was a headhunter. You always have that one. There's always that one, one kid. Okay, you have that. He got out, and I literally saw him he dropped his noodle, picked it back up, and just started hitting people who would come close yeah. to him. Yeah. When you always have that one kid that starts slamming the noodle on the ground, and it makes the loudest noise. At least in the gym, it makes the loudest noise <laughs> in the world. Everybody. Everyone jumps in and does it's it. It's mob mentality with it really, kids. <laughs> one really kid is. does something. I, oh, I... This is a great segment because we have so many stories. We need to put this closer up to the pod. I wonder if I can adjust this. One kid popped up today and was like, yells, proclaims to the entire room, I need to go to the bathroom. Where's the bathroom at? I'm like, 
No one. Shut no up. One, First of all, we're in the that. middle of teaching. Shut up. <laughs> Second of all, I got like just come on, let's go. Fifteen kids stand up <laughs> and say, "I need." To go and they're to the like, bathroom. "Oh, I need to go to the bathroom too." Or, "Oh, I need to go get a drink." They're lining up at the door. This one kid. One of the troublemakers points behind him. He's sitting down. Did not realize that this is happening behind him. Looks around and is like, what's that the line for? <laughs> Proclaims to the rest of the class. And that makes three other kids stand up and go, oh, shoot. I need to go to the bathroom, too. And finally, I'm just like, we're not doing this. Sit down. Like, sit, sit down. down. And sure enough, they didn't actually have to go. It's just mob mentality. It really is. One person goes and they're like, oh, gosh. I... You know, I, I, too. I hadn't thought about it, but it, this seems like a good time to go to the bathroom. What? And, like, what do you say if they need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, no. Exactly. Because, like, I even I had a kid come up to me and was like, well, I need to go to the bathroom. And they're in the middle of small group time. And I was like, well, listen, can you hold it? Yeah. And he was like, no. Well, who am I to say <laughs> I that know, he can't I actually know. hold it? That's what kills me is... <laughs> On Wednesday nights, we're in one room. The water fountains are out in the main area where 5th and 6th graders are. I have 2nd through 4th graders who, I know for a fact, back whenever we were in elementary school, we didn't get water. No. That was the weirdest thing. We would get milk during lunch, but then we weren't able, A, they wouldn't allow us to have water bottles, which I'm like, okay, like, I get the mess, but, like, you gotta get you the kids drink, drink water. Yeah. So, like, I know these kids probably have not been drinking water all day long. Yeah. And they're like, my mouth, like, I'm just so thirsty. And I have to, in good mind, be like, <laughs> like, I can't let you go out there right now because they're having <laughs> class and you're going to distract disrupt everyone. Yeah. But then they're always like, but I'm just so thirsty. And I'm like, I like, <laughs> I feel bad because I am, I am neglecting this kid, his, his or her water. right to have water. <laughs> but also like, I know if they go out there, they're going to be a distraction. <laughs> yeah. What do you it's do? Impossible it's impossible to lose discern. Lose. It's impossible to discern those who actually need to go out and get water and versus those who don't. And then you have the delinquents that bring in the water with the cups. I need to stop doing this, I, though. I, I allow kids to come in with water cups, and we've had spills three weeks in a row. Yeah, and I, I seriously, I, it's like the definition of insanity. I, I literally just, I let them do it and I just need to say. Because no. I had a certain group that would come in every Wednesday and have like drinks from outside. And then all the other kids are like, oh, I want that. I want a drink. Yeah, and I'm like, no, we're no, not, you don't. this is not a communal Sonic drink. We're not <laughs> passing around this Sonic drink. <laughs> is how disease gets spread. Literally, yeah, no, literally. And they're like, but I just want to drink. I'm like, no. 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 <laughs> Stop. Stop doing Please. that. <laughs> it's not sanitary. I mean, I watched what some of these kids do oh with their hands. Gosh. <laughs> I didn't get touched. You had kids touch I, the floor or touch their feet and I then put it in their mouths. I can't, <laughs> I can't touch me one night and his hands were sticky and I go, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know what, what, why your hands are sticky. Like, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know what, I don't know what candy you found under your seat that's been there <laughs> since January of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, man, kids are just freaking gross. Little germ, little germ carriers. They're a walking, they're a walking cold. They're a walking, they're, they're a walking, walking I don't feel good. Like, you're, yes. Gonna, oh. I had some kids with no shoes on today, and I was like, 
sir, ma'am. <laughs> please put your shoes back on. <laughs> hey, they smell bad. <laughs> also, kids just have a freaking distinct smell. Kids have a smell. <laughs> they smell bad. And every week after we do some kind of event, I smell like the kids. It doesn't matter how well they're bathed. Like I'm sure that they, they are bathe. getting bathed. Yeah. But nevertheless, they get sweaty. It smells like a school. Do you remember like what a school, a school smelled oh, like? Oh, God. Yeah, it does smell like Ugh. a school. That's horrible. It was, it was so bad. Oh, man. It just brings me back to hating my life <laughs> in elementary school. Oh. Nevertheless, these are the these are the things that we do. We do what we do because we we enjoy it. We enjoy as it as much as we you know. It's crazy. As much as we have these stories and we laugh about these kids, they really are good. Yeah, and there's a good handful that get they get it. It clicks at some point. Yeah, yeah. And it, it hopefully will click for all of them at some point. Those good moments outweigh the moments where you're just like, why on God's earth do I do do this? (laughs) I've been sometimes when I ask myself, why in the world would you ever have kids? Yeah. It just seems I'm worn out after having a few of them. Like, they're not my own kids. Like, I can't imagine just having that around you constantly. No. Well, and for those of you that like to ask us, people like us, what do you do exactly? We take care of your kids. We take care of, not only do we take care of your kids, we plan some pretty bomb events for your kids. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it takes a while. It takes a while. <laughs> this doesn't just, a mega awesome costume party doesn't just <laughs> come out of our butts <laughs> in a span of a day. Like, yeah. It's planned out events. Yeah, do you think that we just woke up the day before and decided we wanted all these things? No. No. These things take time and effort. Time, effort, and creativity. creativity. You have to actually think about doing these things. Because you look at it and you see a finished product, like, but you don't think into, you don't take the time that it, it takes to come up with these ideas, implement them, let everyone know what's going on, come up with the designs and the graphics, do the social media posts. Like, geez, thank you for asking me what I do, Linda. Why don't I ask you what you do while your kid's at school for eight hours a day and you sit on the couch and drink a whole bottle of wine during the day? How would you like that? Yeah, so the next time you ask a pastor, not even a kid's pastor, a pastor pastor. in general what they do, yeah, take into account that we have, we don't just deal with you. One That's of these my days, thing. Is it's not just you. There are like oh, hundreds of people. There are hundreds, hundreds of you. <laughs> yeah, that, that ask we the deal same with questions. <laughs> They're like, "What do you do?" Oh, funny that you ask. You should go ask Linda because yeah. she seems to think that I don't I do, do anything. anything. <laughs> like I just one of these times, if somebody ever asks me that again in the in the future, I just want to be like, you know what? This is what I. I I sit and I brew coffee all week so I can get the perfect brew just for you. (laughs) Just so that way, whenever you come in, everything is perfect for you. Yeah. No. And on top of, uh, Ross, do you have to write your own lessons? Yes. You have to write your own curriculum? Yes. Yeah. On top of your own stage lesson, your live lesson, you have to write what the leaders have. Yeah. Leaders don't come up with that. We do. We do. And guess where that comes from? It comes from uh, our, we have to come up with that. And guess what we do? to do that. That way the leaders don't have to prepare it on Sunday mornings. We prepare it during the we week. We prepare it during the week. We make it as easy as humanly possible. Yes. <laughs> to follow. To follow. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of a more emotionally draining job than being a pastor. Being a pastor. No. It's a definitely up there with like, I'm sure being a doctor. Oh, yeah. Being a nurse is oh, probably yeah. pretty emotionally draining. But like you 
literally your job is dealing with people. And for an introvert, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. It takes me two whole days to, <laughs> to recuperate. My Fridays and my Saturdays are... I have days. to have my have days have off. Have them. If I do not have them... Oh. And you're like, oh, if all I had to do was talk to people... Yeah. Okay. Let's switch. Yeah, let's let's switch. switch for a day and see how much you enjoy dealing with a hun- hundreds of people. People who... Most of them are hard to deal with. It's just, being <laughs> it's just vulnerable the reality of it. People are I'm, hard to deal with. I'm it's, hard to it's deal not with. A new, no, that's why I'm saying. It's like, I'm, I'm, not so, I'm not a perfect human. No. I'm not a perfect human, but people in general are just hard to deal with. This yeah. is life. This is life. Just, normal people don't have to deal with several of those every, like, every day. No. Uh, well, <clears throat> that's it for Street Smart Sports, this podcast. Came up with a couple of new uh, topics and segments that we're going to keep doing. I enjoyed that a lot. That was so, fun. Um, yeah. So thanks for uh, listening, and uh, make sure to share this with your friends, your family. Uh, always leave us a review. Ross, you got closing remarks. I almost went into it. That's okay. <laughs> I want to first off give a shout out to the Miami Dolphins for getting their first win of the season. Very good. Congratulations. Beat the New York Jets. So the New you, York football Jets. You you are our superstar of the week, Miami Dolphins. Congratulations for getting in that win column. Thank you so much for listening to the Street Smart Sports Podcast. Like Zach said, please leave us a like, a review, subscribe to our podcast. That way you know when new episodes come out. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. For all of our faithful listeners out there, we appreciate you guys and all that you do and all that you um, support us. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been the Street Smart Sports Podcast. All right.